listeners. This is Deborah from Mystic Wolf Soulcrafts, and I was supposed to have one of my good friends and fellow intuitives on with me today, uh, but something came up, so I figured I'd just do a first little episode on my own. Welcome everyone to Mystical Tea Time, where we drink tea and talk about all things ascension and spirituality. Today we were, we were going to talk about spiritual, divine, feminine, and angelic starseed awakening. But it's going to have to wait till next time. And who am I to judge the universe and its timing? For those of you who know me from my YouTube channel and previous videos that I've posted there, or my social media accounts, welcome here to my new podcast. And for those of you who are new, my name is Deborah, and I'm a multidimensional channel and healer and intuitive artist and writer. If you want to stay up to date on all the podcast episodes, this is only the first one of many, I hope, make sure to go to anchor.fm slash mystical tea time. So again, that is anchor.fm slash mystical tea time. There you can find all available podcast links such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more or listen by subscribing on YouTube. So let's get started. Right now I'm drinking a cup of jasmine green tea. This is mystical tea time so you all have to go grab yourselves a cup of tea and listen. Anyway, I created this podcast to invite guests and have a chat basically with a good cup of tea or coffee or whatever your preferred beverage may be and just listen to other people's experiences on their spiritual journey. More and more people are waking up to their multi-dimensional reality. More and more people are realizing that they are more than just a body and a brain There's more going on, and this is the time for us to wake up from the slumber. For some people, this happens gradually over time, and for others, this happens very abruptly, and they experience some sort of trauma or shock that triggers them into awakening to their spiritual identity and multidimensional reality. We're still a minority, but that's okay, because we're meant to be the safety net for when the masses do start to wake up. We have to establish ourselves right now and get ourselves in place so that when the rest wakes up, they know who to turn to. So don't be afraid, just be yourself, show your true identity and don't care about what anyone thinks of you. I know this is easier said than done and I used to be the same way, but we are needed, we are needed the way we are, so don't hide any aspect of yourself. People need to find you, they need to be able to identify you by your weirdness. So be yourself, be completely weird, and be completely yourself and transparent. This is the only true way to love, I mean live, (laughs) a life in alignment with the universe and to activate your sacred soul mission as a light worker or whatever word you prefer. I prefer the word servant of source. I know that sounds a little different, but I'm going to explain to you why I love that word servant. I'll tell you why in a little bit. But first, let me start off by introducing myself a little more 
and telling you what my spiritual reawakening was like. I say reawakening because to me it sounds more accurate. In my case, it does anyway. Like I said before, I'm a, a multi-dimensional channel and healer, intuitive artist, and a writer. Most intuitives offer a very clear-cut service and stick to a certain talent. For a long time, I felt like I didn't know what I wanted to focus on because I wanted to do so many things. And then I just accepted that I will just have to put all of them out there because I can't choose which way I prefer to express myself and I have no one preferred way to channel source energy. They are all very different. It's like having two or three kids. They're all different and you wouldn't just give one or two kids up for adoption either so you can focus on one kid. So who am I? I'm Deborah, and I'm a lifelong intuitive. I'm mainly clairsentient and clairvoyant. I've always had a fashion fascination with mysticism as long as I can remember. As a, as a child, I would read books about witchcraft and fairies and psychic phenomena. I just felt this pull towards it. I started channeling my spirit guides through automatic writing when I was a teenager after my mother, who is an energy healer and angel communicator herself, introduced me to it. Uh, I would go over to people's houses, my friends' houses and stuff, and before I realized it, I, I had my runestones with me and I had a little notepad. I was writing down messages for people from departed loved ones. And yeah, so I dove headfirst into anything that had to do with angels, paganism, hypnotherapy, reincarnation, numerology, that was before the internet era. I would go to the local library and look up books about past life regression, witchcraft, whatever, all the, the, the spiritual stuff that nobody else was into, so I didn't really have anyone to talk to about this besides my mom, but I didn't have anyone my age who I could relate to about any of this. They all just thought I was a weirdo, so... That was just what I did when I was a teenager. And over the years, I've taken several courses with uh, different spiritual development mentors, both in Europe and in the US. I've lived both in Europe and the US, uh, by the way. Anyway, to fine tune my intuitive gifts and to learn how to work with specific energetic frequencies. In my spiritual practice, I work with Celtic shamanism, archangels, Lemurian energy, uh, cosmic and ancestral spirit guides, spirit animals, and star guides, and many more. I have a diploma in visual arts, a bachelor's degree in early childhood education, and I am a certified color consultant with a love for yarn and paint and writing, and I combine all this stuff in my offerings that I am gonna put out there. Um, I combine my background in art and color studies with my intuitive gifts by offering custom-made crocheted and knitted wall hangings and channeled portraits. And I combine my education degree with my love for writing in my book Spiritual Mothering. I've been working on this book for about a year now, writing a few paragraphs and then not touching it for weeks and then going back to it to write more for a few days in a row.
I write when I feel guided to because then I know that I'm not writing to just get the book done and get it over with. I'm only writing when it's divinely guided. There's no deadline for this book. My timing could never be as perfect as the universe's timing and it will be finished when the time is right. So yeah, I've always been sort of spiritual ever since I was a kid, but then I went through this very rational phase where I didn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. It was really exhausting to be different and to feel so much, so I basically turned everything off. I said I'm normal now, I'm just like everybody else. Of course, I never was, but as long as I was able to pretend that I was normal, I'd be able to live a normal life, have normal friends, have a normal husband, normal kids, stuff like that, normal people stuff, all the stuff that normal people do. Well, that backfired big time because my marriage backfired, everything backfired, and all the stuff just kind of collapsed at once, and that's when I had my spiritual awakening, or reawakening, basically. After a few years of trying that, so trying to be normal, spirit basically just grabbed me by the shoulders and gave me a good shake and said, wake up, light worker, stop putting your head in the sand, you're not an ostrich, wake up, it's time to wake up, we agreed on this, it's time to wake up, now is the time. The reason why one of my main services that I offer is past life work for me is because that was really a major awakening trigger. I started having a lot of past life memories, very vivid past life memories, just during a wake state. I wasn't dreaming or anything, it was just like super spontaneous uh, timeline overlapping basically. I was awake and fully aware whenever it happened, I had a few very vivid memories and started making a timeline of all the lifetimes that slowly started coming back to me. All the gifts that I had turned off all came back online. It's kinda like Source flipped the switch and the lights came on again. I'm sorry if you hear my baby in the background playing and cooing. He's, he's just here with me chilling while I'm recording this video. I am a mom and life goes on, so you'll hear a baby here and there in the background whenever you're listening to my podcast. <laughs> so yeah, what, I, what was I saying? It was like Source flipped the switch and the lights came on again. I couldn't stop it, I couldn't control it at first. I was very, very highly sensitive to all the energies around me. I was really clairvoyant for a while at first and knew that I needed to do something to integrate all the gifts and to regain some sort of control. The way I like to describe it is like the flashlight function on your phone. You know what I mean? You have the little flashlight thing at the top in the drop-down menu on your phone. You can turn it off and on, but it drains your battery really, really quick. Psychic abilities or empathic abilities are basically like that too. So yeah, it's like the flashlight mode on your phone. Leave it on non-stop and your battery will be dead before you know it. Turn it on and off whenever you need it and you will preserve your battery life. So I knew that I needed to do something to preserve my battery and learn how to do this, how to, find, how to even find the on and off switch too to begin with. So I also knew that I had to learn how to even recharge the battery in the first place. <clears throat> so many lightworkers are extremely sensitive and don't know how to do this. 
So what I recommend for everyone who is awakening and wanting to really work with these gifts is to find a good mentor and really invest in spiritual health and learning how to apply spiritual self-care. I ended up taking a very eye-opening six-month-long course with Beth Catherine. She works with goddess energies, elementals, whale and dolphin energies, and archangelic frequencies. She taught me how to do all of this and to work with Archangel Michael and the Blue Ray frequency. And this really helped me so much. Up until this day, I work with Archangel Michael on a daily basis. So anything you receive from me, whether it be a psychic reading, a portrait, or wall art, or if you end up reading my parenting book in the future, all has been divinely assisted by Archangel Michael and the Blu-ray frequency of truth and light and transparency. Back to why I like the word servant instead of light worker. Back when I was doubting whether or not to take the class with Beth, I hadn't really mastered full trust yet. Trust of the universe, completely throwing yourself off of a cliff, so to speak, and saying, catch me, to source, to your angels and the guides and the universe, knowing that you are always protected and always assisted, even when it seems like your life is total chaos. It's always divinely orchestrated to get you exactly to where you need to be. So anyway, here I am walking my dog, trying to forget about everything that was going on in my life, which at the time was a lot. I was in a lot of stress in my marriage, stress with my extremely strong-willed daughter, stress about where I wanted to go in life professionally and personally, and struggling to figure out who I was. I was accepting that I was meant to help people in some way, meant to do something with my spiritual gifts that were slowly coming online again. And I really wanted to take this class, but I was in the middle of all this chaos in my life and was trying to like make an excuse to not take the class because that's just what that was, excuses, nothing more. Those are just excuses out of fear. At that time, I had been seeing the numbers 1111 constantly everywhere, not on purpose, but they just always appeared. And I now know, of course, that the 11s are a typical first number you see when you're reactivating to your soul memories, spiritual awakening as a multidimensional being. Everyone I know who has awakened went through an 11-11 phase, usually at the beginning of their awakening. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. So, so then I started seeing 44 and 444 constantly, and I mean constantly, to the point where it was getting ridiculous. Every hour of the clock I would see 44 and 444. I would wake up at 4 a.m. and 44 minutes. I would see 22-22, which means 22 past 10 in the evening, which is just another version of 44. So just fours all over the place, on the clock, on receipts, on license plates, house numbers, everywhere, constantly. It was just out of nowhere. My eyes zoomed in and focused on the numbers. I now know that four is the archangel number, meaning you are supported by angels. 
and because I was working with Archangel Michael or about to work with him, I took that as encouragement for me to take the class. But I needed more encouragement, I guess. And I was ready to start trusting, so I literally said, okay, show me more. Show me more, because I am hard to convince, and the universe is funny like that. If you ask it to show you more, and you mean it with every fiber of your body, you ask to be shown the truth of who you really are, you will be shown. You really will be shown. So back to when I'm walking my dog anyway. So I'm walking my dog. We're walking, just minding our own business. And all of a sudden, this van drives by. This cobalt blue van. And in big, bold, white letters, it says on the van the word servant. And I get shivers all over. I lived in the desert, so there isn't really that much traffic there. And that blue van that had the word servant on it just so happened to drive past me as I was in doubt about whether or not to follow the course about the blue ray frequency. So this blue van drives by and I'm thinking about taking a class that is about a blue ray frequency and Archangel Michael. So there you had it. I asked to be shown who I was and what to do about this class. I was floored and I was like, whoa, this was a sign for sure, but I was still not completely trusting. Still trying to find some kind of rational explanation about why this fan happened to be there right when I was walking. So I was like, oh, that's just a coincidence, that's fine, blah, blah, blah. I've learned since, of course, to just go with it when spirit gives me a sign. But I was still kind of new at this, so I needed a few signs in a row to really be convinced. So the next day I'm walking my dog again at a totally different time of the day, totally different time, and guess what drove by me? Yep, the same van at the exact same place and everything. So now I just started laughing and I was like, okay, okay, I'm done resisting. I'm just gonna go for it. And I took the class and it was the absolute best decision I've ever made. It was life transformative and it has been the foundation of how I do my spiritual work on a daily basis for uh, over two years now. So that's kind of my story of how it all began for me. Next time I will be having a guest on with me and it will be super interesting to hear her story of how it all began for her and all the stuff that she has to offer. That's it for this week. Um, I'm so glad that you decided to tune in and join me for this episode. You can connect with me on my Facebook page, my Instagram account, and YouTube channel and website. All details will be mentioned below in the description box, and I'd love it if you commented so we can keep the conversation going on all these great topics. And if you want to stay up to date on all the future podcast episodes, this was only the first one, but there will be many more, make sure to go to anchor.fm slash mystical tea time. There you can find all available podcast links, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more, or listen by subscribing on YouTube. And I'll see you next time. Bye.